What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Lori, Mike, and Anthony, and we are talking WandaVision episode six. And who made a correct guess about the sitcom for the show? I, Anybody? I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think I did either. I don't think anybody did. And it was so funny because my daughter watched it. She was like, oh, they're doing Malcolm in the Middle. I was like, really? That's where they went? But it was, I mean, it was fun. It was The intro was cute. Hey, I like Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle was a great show, the first I didn't really, two or three I never seasons. really watched it. So It was funny. I've never seen a single episode. It was good. And Cranston before Breaking Bad was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the, the intro to it was fun. You know, with, with yeah. the, the chaos of the kids and, you know, kind of going into the bathroom while Wanda was getting ready and Pietro Maximoff as himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I'm going to start talking about Pietro <laughs> for this episode. So for er- everybody knows that Pietro Maximoff showed up in the last episode, but it wasn't the Pietro Maximoff that we are used to in terms of Wanda. It was the Pietro from the X-Men movies. So we get a very different vibe with this one. Um, And I don't know yet if I'm liking him or if I'm just slightly annoyed by his immaturity. I I was like, Oh, I kind of missed the quiet Pietro a little bit. This one's fun, but it was it's kind of like he's really, really in your face, and I'm not used to that. <laughs> so yeah. you really feel like he was in your personal space every time he was on screen. Yes. Oh my God. It yes. <laughs> it felt like he was in my personal space. No I need for you to back up. <laughs> no boundaries whatsoever. But but it was it it was fun um, seeing him interact with the boys who are a little bit older. Um, the episode starts out there. It's Halloween, so they're they're doing Halloween in Westview. Of course, we get to see Wanda and Vision in their comic outfits, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, this this it was weird because you know Wanda is still trying to get used to her brother being there. And then her brother brings up like memories. It's almost like he's asking her questions about their childhood and she's remembering some things. And then when she's asking him about their childhood, he's like, are you testing me? Are you testing me? Is this a test? Are you trying to make sure I am who I am? And I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to make of all of this. Well, I, it, it didn't sound like he was asking her questions. He was talking about their childhood. Yeah. And, yeah. and she was remembering. But then she was the one that started asking him questions, trying to do like a a, a Pietro check <laughs> to see if he was, yeah. if he was who he said he was. Yeah. So. And did did but, he really answer her question? Because it seemed like he was like, oh, you're trying to figure out if I'm really Pietro. Um, did he really... Yeah, he didn't answer it. He didn't because I'm I'm I've got it playing in the background now and I don't think no, he didn't answer it. He didn't answer it. Yeah. <clears throat> there seems to be I won't say a lot of tension 
at the beginning of this episode, but clearly Wanda and and Vision are not on the same page, you know, um, and it, this is stemming from the, the events of the last episode. And then of course, Pietro showing up, but they don't really seem in sync anymore. And it's, it's becoming noticeable. The boys notice it. The brother notice it, notices it. And it's, I know what they're doing with, with the episode. I know what they're doing with the characters. You know, they're, you know, we've already discussed it, that they're bringing in the X-Men into the MCU via this, uh, you know, this, this platform. It's taking me a minute to kind of get used to it, I think. And maybe it's just because I watched the episode only once and I didn't really get a chance to go back in and just kind of, um, I guess, pull it apart the way I normally would. But it, it just seems, I know it's supposed to seem awkward because Vision is starting to figure out that things are not quite right. But still, it felt like, it felt uncomfortable awkward to me. Was it like that for you guys? Or am I just being overly sensitive to the whole thing? No, I think it was definitely awkward. And I have a slight theory. <clears throat> oh, okay. Come on with the theories. Let's start. So he, so he didn't answer, he didn't specifically answer the question. And that brings a lot of doubt in my mind personally about him actually being, being um, Pietro. So I think that this guy is whoever they're going to, whatever bad guy they're going to ready to introduce, I think this is him. Whether it's Mephisto or Nightmare, this is exactly who this is. Because he's trying to get information, he's not giving information, and he's trying to play, he's trying to, he's trying to figure out things, and it just seems like he's really not... It, it just it kind of seems like he's playing the part. He's almost playing a part like Agnes is. Like Agnes is kind of like playing playing around and not really, and, and it's always there, but is not really there. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, it's like you know, she she's, and she is like, she knows more than she's letting on. He knows more than he's letting on too. That's why, that's why I think that, that he's just like all the, I think the, all the rumors that people are saying are they might be right. They might be one of something that he's either Nightmare or Mephisto. So do you think that he's he has something to do more with what's going on um, in Westview as opposed to I know the, the theory has been put out there that Agnes may have something to do with it. But after seeing what happens with her in this episode, I'm not quite sure Agnes is in on it, whatever it is. I'm, well, I'm, it, I'm still going to stay with this. Wanda's doing everything. And and Wanda is stretching herself thin, thinner and thinner. She doesn't have a complete grasp of everything that she has to control. Because even she said it. She's like, am, am, I mean, am I making people eat breakfast every day? Am I making everyone, you know, mow the lawn, wash their cars? How mm -hmm. am I going to do all? She's right. How does she do it all? Mm -hmm. And you know we see it, see how that plays out in this episode. So I, I'm, I'm starting to move into the, a camp all alone <laughs> over there with 
it's just Wanda. There's no Miss Mephisto. There's no Nightmare. I'm just gonna go with basic MCU rules. It's her. It's just it. it's her. It's okay. just her. Okay. Lori, you were gonna say something? Well, I, 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 two things really quick. If it is Mephisto, this is sort of kind of what he's known for for doing these weird, elaborate sort of trickery, but trying not to get discovered trickery. Second, if it is Wanda. Uh, alone, then obviously she is somewhere because I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. today because I was bored. Uh, she's somewhere in a room somewhere getting something done to her and she's projecting this with her mind to take her mind off of the fact that she's handcuffed to a chair getting uh, probed. Metaphorically speaking. So, so you think that she's being held captive and she's doing this yeah. as a means of escape. I think either a means of escape or, well, yeah, yeah, I'll just say it. Yeah, I think that, and because she's doing that, it's having ramifications in the real world, or is it? I mean, this could all be a Dallas Bobby Ewing in the shower thing. This could all be, you know, okay, I'm still salty about that well, all these you, years later. You, you know what? She may be, um, she may be onto something because, again, the lyrics of the show, from the theme song it says you know some days it's all confusion easy come easy go but if it's all illusion sit back and enjoy the show mm -hmm. so it could all be an illusion yep yeah you know? let's, let's keep it going through each distorted day though there may be no way of knowing who's coming by to play so mm -hmm. it's it could all be an illusion fabricated by her you know but then how how would that how would how would that explain her coming out of Westview to confront director? I don't even know what to call him now. Deputy the director, director acting director Hayward. Director Dick is what I was calling <laughs> him, but you know, especially it, after this episode, like, but yeah. So how? So it, how would that? That that is the only thing. Like, I I don't think she's being held captive. You know. I, I just I think she she's she's trying she was trying to do something and I think it got out of hand. Although there is the one scene that we see with her in the jumpsuit before the Mind Stone that we haven't seen yet. So I mean, she it's absolutely possible that she could be being that she's being held somewhere, like in Sword headquarters, where they're where they're trying to find find something out, or maybe they're trying to control her. Or if they're trying to get her to get use her power to open the quantum realm, like they're directing her, like they're they're kind of directing her powers, they're they're controlling her mind and directing her powers to where it needs where it needs to be, which kind of opens up where the where Doctor Strange will be going and where Ant Man will be going, and so I mean there there is there is literally literally world upon world upon world of possibilities of things that could be happening. But I'm just saying that they haven't shown the scene where she's in the jumpsuit yet. So there, I think there's something to that where whether she's being held held on her own. There was a show, that, uh, was it ages of she? I wouldn't, I don't think she would, if she was being held, 
I wouldn't think that it would be Sword doing it because their acting director is out here in the field trying to figure out what's going on. If his sure. people had her, wouldn't he know about this? What I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it might be a construct in her mind that, like, he is a construct. Like, the, like all this is basically a construct. It, it might not even be Sword. It could be Hydra. I mean, there there's certainly a lot of hexa, a lot of hexagons, and a lot of things that kind of point to Hydra. So this, I mean, she could be held captive by someone in Hydra, and and they're they're kind of messing with her mind as well. I'm just, I'm I'm, a, I'm really basing all this on the on that one scene that we haven't seen yet. I'm just kind of letting that. I'm just kind of flowering that up, flowering and feathering it out in my mind. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Occam's razor. I think this 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 is very simple. She simple it's just a simple thing. She she's grieving. They she found out where Vision's body was being held. He didn't want to be experimented on. She went and got the body. Through her grief, she somehow began to reanimate him, and she created this perfect world for them trying to deal with her grief and it's gotten out of hand i agree with that and you know we have to think about that too because you go and you you quote unquote rescue vision from having something done to him that he did not want doing but in doing so you in turn are doing something that he also did not want doing. He didn't want to be brought back to life. Mm -hmm. Nope. You know, and even, even after the confrontation in the last episode where he, he confronted her, basically he knew something was wrong. He knows something is going on. He can't remember his life prior to Westview. So it's kind of like you would think that at that at that point, if you see that you are causing the person that you love that kind of trauma, that kind of pain, that kind of anguish, you would hope that she has enough control to where she would stop. But at this point, I feel like she's being very selfish about it, like extremely selfish. Like, and, and in the beginning, she may not even have been consciously aware that she was doing it. I mean, right? But I mean, but, now she is. Yeah, now she's she is very but well aware that that she's mm -hmm. doing it, and and we even see that throughout the rest of the episode. Like Wanda is very much conscious of the fact that she is controlling this stuff, and now it's to the point where she needs to make a decision whether she's going to keep up this illusion or whether she's going to let him, you know, let him go. But I guess in her mind, if she does the moral thing, if she does the honorable thing and she allows vision to die, his natural death, the way that he's supposed to be, I guess in her mind, that means she also loses her children because she doesn't know what's going to happen if, if she allows vision to either leave Westview or if she allows him to go back to the state that he was. She doesn't know how that's going to affect her life. She doesn't know how that's going to affect these kids and this life that she's built for herself. So it's kind of, I, I understand her motivation. I do. 
but at the same time, it's so wrong. And I feel like this Pietro, what whatever he is or whoever he is or however it is that he got there, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I felt like I felt like there were parts of this world that were supposed to be like Wanda's conscience, that the things that were kind of telling her or nudging her or kind of, you know, trying to get her attention to say, hey, what you're doing is not right. And I kind of sort of feel like Pietro is one of those things. It's kind of like he's a balance. It's like, yes, he's there as her brother. He's there as an uncle to the kids. He's, he's being fun. He's kind of he's kind of giving Wanda a release, you know, to kind of be normal, to not worry about things. But then he sneaks in these little comments and these little sayings and these little things where it's kind of like throwing her off. Cause she's like, what, what did you say? What? And it, I just feel like he's almost there to kind of break whatever hold she has on everyone else so that this can all end. But I also think he's kind of sort of there to, I mean, I think the best way for me to put the way I was trying to describe him earlier when we spoke, he's chaos mm. wrapped up in a person. <laughs> and I feel like that's what he's there to kind of cause. He's, he's there to cause some chaos in her life to maybe kind of put her off balance to, you know, make her lose her concentration, make her lose control of this carefully orchestrated world she has created. I feel like that's part of the reason that he's there. Probably more so that than it is for him to be there because she misses her brother. See, I, I had a different, I had a different thought. I, I thought, you know, that he's, he's acting and being different because she's not the one that brought him there. The kids did. So the parameters of what he's doing is sort of outside what she established. So you still think the kids did it? I, I'm, I'm starting to think. I, I, I thought before that they did, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe it more because of the lack of control that she actually has over him. Like... Mm -hmm. If, if bringing him into the existence, maybe that wore her thin enough to where her control over him isn't as great as she want, want, would want it to be. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was sort of a surprise and it came after the kids talked about it, it's, it's one of those things where, where sometimes in this show, the the mere mention of things is enough to cause things to be in existence. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So they they specifically asked her about him, and she said he's too far away. So that may have been enough to prompt them to be like, okay, well, let's tap into her and see if we can get him here. You know, and and that's what I feel like happened hmm. because it is it's. it's be, she couldn't bring him back like because he's he's actually dead but the other quicksilver we know is not dead and I, I think it would take a, a tremendous amount of energy to bring him 
So whether she did it or not, whether the kids got her to do it or whether the kids did it, it required a, a lot of effort to do it. Um, so I don't know. I'm talking myself out of it now. So it's possible <laughs> that that he's he's he could be someone else, but I, I doubt it. I don't think they would have gone through all the trouble to make him look like Quicksilver from another another property for it to be some other person. Like right. why? And I don't think it's Mephisto because he's basically the devil and you know how Disney you know, they, they kind of want to pretend that the hunchback of Notre Dame never happened. So I don't think they would want to adopt Miss Fisto in their pantheon of, of you know, what everyone sees. And then there's that problem they have with China. China doesn't do demons. So that, that would be kind of hard, too, because that's a big market for Disney. Mm. And they can't have the devil running they, they, they don't allow any demons or anything in their cinema at all. So, okay, th- there's that. <laughs> but I think it, that it, in all of these, all of these things, they sound good. They make for good theories. It's just in in pra- practically speaking, you know, I've talked about before how Disney will want or Marvel will want things to happen organically. They will want things to seem natural, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange, you know, they try to explain, well, there are alternate realities where the sorcerers are actually drawing power from. So technically, it's not really magic. It's just that they're just using different types of energy from different dimensions. Okay. So even in even in Thor, you realize that Asgardian magic is really just highly advanced technology. And that the nine realms are really just different reality, different universes. Mm-hmm. So they always try to ground things in a certain type of reality. They try to ground things to make it feel real. Mephisto would kind of lend you to that whole thing about magic in <laughs> in the Marvel Universe, which is its own stupid thing they got going on. <laughs> yeah, especially if you watch the New Mutants and they don't clearly explain who Ilana, who who she is and what she can do, but she's a mutant and she's just magic and her name is literally magic. But again, another character drawing energy from another dimension. So here's Wanda drawing energy from another dimension or from within herself, from a stone. You know, mm-hmm. she's got all this universe creation energy where the stones were created so we've now seen a manifestation of basically all the stones because that's where the stones came from the big bang so here she is actually using the energy from all the stones so it, it, this is just it, it to add another layer of complexity to it would seem to be outside of what marvel will want to do to make mm-hmm. us actually buy it Okay. I hope I didn't lose anyone on that, but <laughs> no, I mean it makes sense. It's like Mar- Marvel would really want to keep it as simple and straightforward as possible. I see what you're saying because if there are too many working parts, then people are going to be like, you know what, screw this. I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch Big Hero Six again. Right. <laughs> I, I think the I think the problem is that we're used to 
the different moving parts coming and 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 manifesting themselves in different ways. So I think maybe what we're doing is we're looking for more than than is actually there right now. And that could be it. But then again, I don't want to say that either because the minute we say, okay, this is just straightforward and cut. Wanda just brought over her brother from another universe just so they can, you know, introduce them into the MCU. And then two episodes from now, we're going to find out a whole plethora of stuff that we're like, you know, this is where we were going at first and we just decided to ignore it. So I'm not saying ignore it, but they, these, this show is a transition between what they just finished and what they want to do for the future. Right. So you need your transition. It has to be your, you have to establish the rules and you have to establish foundation. If you put too much into it, then everything that comes after that is, is going to be on shaky legs. Like if you throw a whole bunch of stuff in WandaVision, then you have to deal with all of that stuff. You know what I mean? You just can't. They're, they're the point now where we expect them to follow through pretty much on every storyline they start because that's what they did before. Mm-hmm. So they can't give us something and just be like, oh, just ignore that. It never happened and move on. That's, they, they can't do that now because we expect a little bit more from them. So they have to establish the rules. They have to establish a foundation and build on this foundation. The foundation here is there are alternate realities. People can cross realities and there are people that can manipulate realities. Just like in Doctor Strange, we now know that they're actually drawing the energy from other dimensions. Thus, you know, you have quote unquote magic. So here we have Wanda. She's basically doing all of that herself. Mm -hmm. And and she's like the living manifestation of an actual stone which or multiple stones which is kind of crazy when you think about it but that just leaves so much if you start adding other things to it then it becomes more complicated and it and it gets very difficult for the writers to kind of keep track and make everything feel real so they give us a little bit they give us the foundation and everything else that comes later, like all the other stuff could be true, but it's just going to be something that's going to come later. They're not going to give it to us now because that would be overwhelming to any audience to try to have to keep up with all this stuff right now. So I'm not saying, I mean, because if you think about it, if if we are correct and Reed Richards is the aerospace engineer, yeah, that opens up for Fantastic Four. Yay, that's great. But how does that relate to what they're going to do in the next few movies, right. you know, what, how does that relate to how this thread of Wanda and Doctor Strange and how all that is going to build? What is that building up to? How are we going to get Kane the Conqueror? All these things are going to happen, but they can't give it all to us now. They have to build on something, so they have to start somewhere. This is just that little thread that you're pulling on that sweater that keeps <laughs> unraveling your sleeve and you just keep pulling it knowing that all you gotta do is go get the scissors and cut the string but nope you keep pulling it you keep picking at it and next thing you know your sleeve is gone that's what nope, we next thing, you know, next thing you know you're naked and you have no clothes <laughs> on and you're and you're like wait what the hell just happened and you're lost yes i i, I i'm going along with that i mean think about Definitely. all of the stuff they've already given us they've given us sore 
They've given us Monica Rambeau. You know, they've 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 given us back Darcy, who now that Darcy has been sucked through the thing, she's gonna have a power. Okay. <laughs> this not so, this this not get started there. And I was correct. I, I told yeah. you her going through the thing, the barrier yeah. twice yeah. would be a problem. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah, I really want them to do a two broke girls section where she's like <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I've been seeing people suggest that on Twitter <laughs> as far yeah. So um I okay. told you going through that barrier twice with Wanda's energy and then they brought the probe in, the drone had the energy still on it. Going through that barrier twice, and then she's probably gonna go through a third time. That's gonna that that's gonna create a problem for Monica. Yeah, because what was Darcy said is changing her cells on a molecular, a molecular level. So and now Darcy has gone into it. But yeah. then again, so did all those other people. So everyone else did too, and they turned into clowns. It, it almost <laughs> reminded me of American Horror Story Carnival, like the the setup that they were doing. I was like, are they gonna do that? Like that would be that would freak me out. You like, know. So I actually heard, or I, I actually read something about that on Twitter. Somebody was saying that it was really interesting that when Wanda expanded her barrier and the people who were getting sucked in were turning to, um, it was basically like carnival people. You know, you see the carnival tents, the vehicles and clowns and stuff. Because apparently Clint used to work in the circus before. Right. So I'm like, how? Yeah, that's, that's part of the blood on his ledger. Yeah, because he he ran with like a group of of carnies who were bad guys that like robbed people and did all kinds of bullshit. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's uh, his original origin story. Yeah. Okay, so now that that makes me wonder: Is Clint gonna show up in one division? That's Just, what people saying. Yeah, you know, maybe he's one of the surprise cameos or the surprise I mean I still think he's going to be whoever the aerospace engineer and I say whoever like I don't already know who that is I pretty much I think we pretty much all agree it's going to be Reed but um okay so that's still holding out hope yeah that that was interesting (laughs) but okay since you mentioned Darcy let's talk about director Dick because him and Monica and Darcy and Wu and his behavior with them. <sighs> I don't he's even very, know. He's very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. And, but also the scene was very funny too because when Darcy and Monica started teaming up on him, he was like, oh, so, so you guys are working together now. So which one of you is the sassy best friend? And Monica was, was looking funny though, yeah. didn't, and Darcy sucked her lips and then Wu was like, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, that's the sexy best friend. It's a <laughs> it's a trio. It's a trio at this point. But the fact that he wouldn't, he's not even considering listening to Monica. And she at this he point has he has an agenda. He has an agenda. He's the bad guy. He's, He's the bad him guy. Bad. He wants to kill Wanda so he can get Vision's body back so Hydra slash AIM could build weapons. Period. He's That's getting on my nerves. That's what he's doing. He he's doesn't getting... care about their feelings. He has a job to do. I know. And I know we've discussed that before. <laughs> we've discussed that he might not be, you know, one of the good guys, but... Uh, it was kind of like, 
again, my daughter watches some of this stuff with me and she doesn't even really know what's going on in WandaVision. She's only watched like maybe of the six episodes, I think she's maybe watched three. But she saw that particular scene and she was like, when are these people going to learn to listen to the black girl? Like, she's literally telling you what you need to do, how you need to approach the situation and what's going to work and what's not going to work. But you want to keep doing stupid shit because you don't want anybody else telling you how you're supposed to run. You're the director, so you know best. You ain't even supposed to be the director. Let's be real. You ain't supposed to be there. But see, you, you're still operating on the premise that he's supposed to be, you're operating on the premise of what he's supposed to do versus what he's actually doing. He's literally trying to kill Wanda. Full stop. <laughs> Yeah, there's he's no trying sabotage. to kill Wanda. Yep. He's, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's it's as simple as that. Everything he's doing is okay. Well, we got to do something about it. Now he did make a good point about you know she wasn't there when everything hit the fan. He made a good point about that. He they, is lucky they, she didn't punch the shit out of him for uh, saying that. Uh, right, but all of the stuff he said before he made the stupid side comment was accurate. She wasn't there when everything happened. She wasn't there when they were barely trying to keep civilization together, trying to keep the lights on, trying to survive, trying to figure out what's going on. People lost their loved ones. People lost their whole families. You know what I mean? He, he, he at that point, for a second, I thought, well, maybe he really is just bitter over what happened over the last five years and all of a sudden all these people come back like nothing ever happened and wanted to continue their lives when they don't understand the struggle that they all went through for five years and like how she comes back and he's feels threatened because to her she just left i mean like she literally didn't go anywhere so she should be the director and he knows that but she wasn't there during the hard times, she wasn't there during the struggle. But they even were, she wasn't there, she's still making better decisions than him. Well, he's blinded by well, okay, either he's a blinded by emotions or B, he's, he's a bad guy. He's no, stupid. he's just a or C, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> he's not necessarily stupid because one, he actually is tracking vision and knows how many people are in the bubble and where they all are. Number two. You know, he knew what the energy was he was talking right. about. He ain't stupid. He has all the d- degrees on the board in the shape of a hexagon. <laughs> so he knows what you, you don't get to be at least the acting director of S.O.R. without knowing a little something, something, even if you are a bad guy. You got it. You have to be a little bit smart. The guy knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. So either A, he's really, really bitter and doesn't care for superheroes, or C, B, he's just a really bad guy who wants to kill Wanda. You know, that kind of reminds me of Lori, who was the uh who was the director of Shield when Colson, I don't remember if it was when he died, when he disappeared, or whatever. He was he was a big dude. He was kind of in the fury. Not Nick Fury, it was uh, the white guy. He was the one that actually ended up dying to save them. Oh, Adrian Pastar's character. Uh, oh, the general? No, general. not him. What is this? Oh, that's going to bug me. But that, that Are was... you thinking about Robert Redford's character? No. Are that... you talking about from the show? Yes. It was um, 
What was his name? Oh, I can't think of it. He was the guy who. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. He was the guy who does the who was the voice of Lex Luthor in in um Justice League cartoons. What's his name? It wasn't Michael Rosenbaum. No. No. The voice. Look. Look. look Director Mace was that his name? I think it was Mace. That sounds familiar. Yes, Director Mace. So Jeffrey Mace. Yes, he he was kind of similar when he was in the show. He took over for Shield, and Coulson was basically reporting to him. And it was I felt like the same way when he was first director, like you're sitting here and you're super or you're not listening to the people who have the experience or who actually know what they're talking about because you're trying to move shield in a different direction you're trying to do things a little bit differently and then in the end it kind of was oh well if i had listened to them in the first place maybe we wouldn't be going through all of this i kind of feel that same way with hayward it's like, I understand you have your reasons. And yes, I understand he may be a bad guy too. But right now, we don't know him as a bad guy. We know him as the director of S.W.O.R.D. Officially, okay? I, I see your smirk. Officially, we know him as- This is as a smile. This is not the smirk. <laughs> we, see, we, we know him as the director of S.W.O.R.D. And yes, I understand he's been there for the last five years. He's been, you know- doing this job and he's had these different experiences that Monica will never know about. But again, Monica has been inside the hexagon. He has not. She has lived it. She knows what's going on there. She has heard Wanda in her mind doing whatever it is that she is doing to control these people. And I just feel like stop trying to stop trying to measure whose dick is the longest and listen to the people who are trying to help you make a peaceful resolution to all of this. It's just, it's one of those things. And it, it, it's like this with most TV shows I watch, even though I know that person is probably bad. I know that person is supposed to be there to kind of antagonize everyone else. It gets on my nerves. It, it's very successful in doing that. I'm antagonized now. So that's just my but, little rant. <laughs> you, you, you gotta have the bad guys be bad in some way. Like he's, he, and 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 even even as the way the way the show is written, if if he's not being if he's not put in a in the light that he is as sort of like the antagonist of the show, then we have to look for an antagonist, and it would be Wanda. And mm-hmm. you don't really want your audience right now to not like Wanda, so you got to give them somebody else, and that's <laughs> going to be Director Dick. Yeah, he's, he's got to be the guy that we don't like. So yeah, he's going to ignore what Monica says because you can tell that he has a lot of antagonism against superheroes. Yeah, you, you can tell it, it's clear. But if you think about the world that they're in now, they're in a the world where the superheroes are based. They people probably feel like they are the blame for what happened. And even after you know. Tony saved the day and brought everyone back. Think about everything was still in shambles. I mean, it's, it's, this has only been what a Three month. Since yeah, <laughs> since they came back. And yeah. what what happened when they came back? The the Thanos was trying to invade the whole planet. You know what I mean? Even though he was at that point, 
he was only over Shield headquarters, right? Which right. is in in New York, which is you know technically not far from New Jersey. So I'm sure everyone knows what happened, yeah, or have an idea of what happened. Well, right. not not only that, if you go back to to uh, Spider Man, um, Homecoming, uh, I think that's no the one where they went on the trip to Europe. Was that far from three? home? Far from yeah, home. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, far from home. Thank you. Uh, you saw very clearly that there was a lot of issues, especially like when, when Spidey was doing the whole uh, speech thing with Aunt May and everything. The people who were blips who came back, they had and will still have a really long way to go because five years, because they talked about it online, five years out of someone's life, you could possibly get remarried, you could have your kids just leave, or you could change your life completely. Five years and waking up and opening the door and there's your loved one, uh, that could do a number. Or there's your best friend that you haven't seen in five years, or there's your mother or whatever, or, you know, that it's going to take a lot. I think they're going to continue it through the movies that these people who were blips are going to have a really, really hard time with the world that they came back to versus the world that they left. And I think that they're showing this very, very well with, with, with her, with Monica, because she knows one way and she's seeing how the five years affected her. But I think that how she relates to uh, Wanda is going to be directly on how she dealt with, as you mentioned, Captain Marvel, how various things happen. So I think that people like her are going to be uh, an anomaly for a long time. And I don't think they're ever quite will get back to the way they were beforehand. And, and if anything, she, Monica, on the surface appears to be taking appears to be taking it very well like yeah. Yeah. she 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 missed her mother dying and even director hayward was like wow i'm surprised she decided to come back to work so soon right. and she didn't because, have a freak out she didn't have a meltdown like yeah. yeah you're right yeah and 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 she might be an exception to the rule because i'm sure most people in that situation would not have adjust it that quickly to the new world the the way things are now yeah it kind of reminds me of uh the 4400 mm -hmm. you know how, how a lot of a lot of those people had a hard time but i mean some of those people on both sides yeah yeah because some some of those people were gone a year some people were gone i think maya was gone what 60 something years i think or maybe yeah years. Mm -hmm. yeah so so yeah, uh, I still can't get past season two, and I have the box set. I can't get through it. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep trying. <laughs> but you know, the thing that I think Hayward keeps the one thing that he's not really paying attention. And the one thing that I think Monica said that was very important: if you go in and kill Wanda, you don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on the whole town or on all of them it can it can mm -hmm. have an effect on all of them you know we don't know how yeah. much you're doing inside yeah. the town is going to actually affect like what kind of ripple effect is that going to have outside of westview and and i just want to interject something here hanako you were talking about earlier about her children um basically she created the children out of thin air in the comic books 
And I don't think that if something happened to the child, I don't think the boys are going to go away. I think the boys are here to stay. I think if anything, they might actually be the things that might pull her sort of out of the town and whatever she's got herself into. Yeah. I you know, have to remember, the father is actually a robot. Yeah, I know that's what we know. But my, my thing is, what is Wanda's state of mind right now? Like, because she, according to what we see, she only recently is fully, fully self-aware that this is what she's doing. You know, she has admitted she doesn't know how yeah. to she, you know, we, we talked about the fact that she had moments of clarity where she was like, what's going on? What, what's happening? And then it's almost like she slips back into her own hypnosis, her own, whatever it is she's doing to the town. But so did you, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Aware of the fact that she created the boys and, you know, that if the town goes away, that the boys will still say. My, my my question is what does what is Wanda aware of like does she know the extent her of her own powers right now I don't think she does because even in this episode when she's having conversations about it she's she's not really sure what she's doing and what she's not doing I would argue that you are correct but I honestly believe from this episode that both boys especially Wiccan that's the one that's the magic one um mm. i believe especially with wiccan at the end i think they are also self-aware but they're not just letting their mom know how self-aware they actually are and i think that they're trying to help her come to some sort of conclusion with what's going on because the way that he sensed his father the you know the, the thing I, I just think that they they're how can i put it I don't know. If I think I think their conscience is more awake than she thinks that they actually are. And the other thing that you know I had in the back of my mind is all of this could simply be because she was pregnant and she's somewhere maybe giving birth to the kids, and this is all in her head. Oh, that would be oh, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. <laughs> but okay. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to steal. I, I don't remember if it was Lori or Michael, but one of you said that that the possibility exists that in in the end someone is going to stop all this all of this is going to stop right whether it be someone helping Wanda have revelation or she has a self-revelation or Monica figures out how to get her to stop and she's going to lose those boys and mm. that's going to cause her to snap mm-hmm. say no more mutants and say no more mutants or, whatever, or no more kids or whatever she says or whatever she does because she expanded what's going to stop her from gathering as much energy as she can and making that thing expand around the whole planet you know what I mean well, you what, know, yeah. and, and that's that's how you get <laughs> Dr. Sh- now. <laughs> and, and that's how you get Dr. Strange right. that's how you get Dr. Strange involved when he's like okay whatever's going on because he's in New York also whatever's going on he's going to have to put a stop to it and right. if you think about it you're right because the only one who could possibly stop her is Dr. Strange he would be the only one that would have enough magical juice to actually put a damper on whatever she's doing 
And that's his job. He's a source of supreme. He's source of supreme. Yeah, plan. he he would be. That's his job. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would literally be the only one that could cut, that could actually do that. Hmm. So, and that, that's what I'm thinking. That this fantasy world that she has created is going to come to an end, and it's going to cause her to have a break. You know. Hmm. Now, I I also um, had another. I was thinking about uh, Director Haywood and his experimenting on vision and with the introduction of the X-Men. If if he is so anti-superhero or anti-superpowered person and if if he's going to create robots that's going to fight superpowered people, you know what that sounds like, Lori? Sentinels. Sentinels. <laughs> so here yep. we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. If they bring Sentinels, then I'm 100% sure that the Luke Skywalker moment is Michael Fassbender showing up as, as Magneto. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, so I want to take a break from the regular characters. We need to talk about that commercial. Oh, my God. It was so 90s. How was that? That was classic nineties. Yeah, but I was thinking, I was thinking like, it has has it been like ten days, eleven days, ten days? If those people are not like actually eating, they're starving. They should be in pretty bad shape, and I think that's what the commercial was trying to say. Yeah, those people are are probably in pretty bad shape. That was my first gut reaction. Thought was, oh my god, those people. Is she making them grocery shop? Like, are they getting fresh groceries? Are, are Is she making sure that everybody eats? Are they aware enough to eat and make sure they're not, you know, starving or dying of thirst? We know they're not dying of thirst. They'd be dead. Are there people that actually die? I mean, like... We did see a skeleton. Okay. Well, I, what? I, I'm just saying that that commercial was pretty freaking grim, if you tell me. It was. And, and and if was you like... look at it at that perspective, then Director Hayward has a point. This has got to stop because he probably can see he's been tracking those people. He can see that they're literally people who have not moved. For all he knows, those people are dead. Yeah, that the, those, that was creepy. That was very getting to that part of the episode where Vision is is sneaking off. He's basically going past the borders that Wanda has told the boys not to go past, but he's seeing that the closer he gets to these borders, the people are not moving as much or they're not moving at all. It's almost like they're like they're frozen in time. Like they're in a holding pattern. It's like if they're not a part of the scene, if they're not a part of what's going on, like all the children came out of nowhere. Were the children in bed? Like were they like where were the kids at out doing for trick? They were out. She brought them out for trick or treating. And where were they at before that? About that, yeah. He and that, that's the that's the thing where I said it's almost like not necessarily. That's not the part where he's causing chaos. That's the part where it's almost like he's trying to he's trying to uh, wake her conscience, and he's trying. He's like, so where'd you bring our, where where'd you get all the kids from? Like where were they before? And she was like, what? You know, almost like she was confused, but I mean, that's the second time the kids have been mentioned. 
Yeah, because there are no throwaway lines. Because Vision right. said, Vision asked, asked her, we're all the children. Right. And damned if we, like, within the next episode or two, we get our answer. <laughs> right, right. But then, you know, as far as the, the people being in the holding pattern, or I, I would say the, the further they're away from the source of the magic or the, the further away from Wanda, it's kind of like, they 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 start they start freezing or it's kind of like they're moving slower mm-hmm. in time that's kind of the way i was looking at it and then you know vision finds agnes and he realizes that this is also happening to her and he wakes her up and it's like agnes pretty much seals it for him that wanda is controlling everything in the town yeah that she won't let them leave, you know, and that, you know, I mean, she couldn't even remember where she needed to go. She was like, where's the, where's the town square? He was I like, think she was trying to leave. Yeah. Because, because remember, Wanda told the boys, don't go past Ellis Street. Because mm-hmm. Ellis Street is at the edge of everything that she's controlling. Yep. And that's where Agnes was. She was at the intersection of Ellis Street. And I forgot what that cross street was. Rolling Hills. Yeah, but she was, it looked like she was, she was trying she had, to leave. She was trying to leave. Like maybe she had, um, and I mean, we, we saw that she she seemed to be self-aware because she, when she and her had the conversation and they were trying to, to well, kind of sort of trying to tell Vision what was going on, she knew then. And then again, when she was in the house with the kids and the, you know, the boys aged themselves, when she made that slip about, you know, babysitting the kids, she was like, oh, do you want me to take it from the top? You know, she was self-aware then. She wasn't part of the, the scene. So maybe it was, it was during one of those times when she was self-aware, she was like, I've got to get the hell out of here. I've got to warn somebody. And, and, and whatever Wanda is doing to them, when she got mm-hmm. to the edge of Wanda's power, like all those other people, she just fell into the sleep mode. Mm-hmm. You know, she was stuck. I think that Agnes... I saw I saw I saw someone's theory that Agnes did that on purpose because she knew that Vision was trying to leave and she uh, and she just wanted to plant a seed of doubt in his mind or to reveal to him that he's dead because that's the first thing she said she was like am I dead she said no no why would you say that well you are Whoa, well well okay but no that's not the first thing she said are you an Avenger? And he said, what's an Avenger? Then she said, was she dead? Or am I, did I get it backwards? If no, it no, no, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely you're right. right. That's exactly what, what she said. I think Which I thought was that, just that, that odd. Kind of, that, that kind of seemed like she was kind of fishing to see where his, yeah. where, what he remembered and where, where his mind was. Well, so I, I just thought that was weird. I, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, I just think she's perpetrating Okay, well, I didn't get that. I, I, I kind of, I looked at it as it was weird, but at the same time, the fact that she recognized him as an Avenger and, and asked him that, I think, I feel like that was part of the, the woke her, if you will, you know, looking for someone to save them. And she, of course, everybody knows who, who Vision is. So she's like, oh, you're an Avenger. You can come, you can save us. And when he's like, what's an Avenger? It's kind of like, 
oh, you know, her her hopes are dashed. There, you know, if vision is not there to save them, then who is? You know, who can who can save them from Wanda? Well, to be honest with you, that whole exchange, I was more concerned about him not knowing what an Avenger was, to tell you the truth. That that I found more disturbing than whether or not he was dead or alive. But you got to think about it. Remember in the last episode, he told Wanda, I don't remember anything about my life right, right. before Westview. I don't know who I am. So right. that, that's really not surprising at all that he wouldn't know who an Avenger is. Like I said, I'm wondering if he doesn't remember anything about his life before Westview, how is it that he re remembers Wanda or knows that he was in love with her? He only knows what Wanda wants him to know. Right. She only gave him everything she needed for him to know. She don't want. She doesn't want him to know anything before that because anything before that, he's dead. Like it's all bad memories for her. Yeah, and for and him. And I say in the last episode that I did not want to see Vision, uh, a dead Vision. Didn't I say that? Didn't I feel like that was coming? I, I, I didn't want to see it. And as soon as he was heading out that that barrier. I just kept saying, no, Viz, turn around. Viz, turn around. Viz, don't do it. I'm literally screaming at my TV. And then when he does it and he sinks and he starts breaking apart, I was like Darcy. I was like, oh my God, like, help him. He's falling apart. He's, I was, it, it, uh, it was, a, it was and, like. And it was like all the, and all the stuff that she put in him to make him whole was going back. It was going back into the, into the, into the bubble yeah and, and, and the parts yeah. of him that were real were staying we're there staying I, out. oh god like, that oh like god. i did not want to see that that like and even in the end uh, he was saying these people need help you know yeah. what i'm saying and even in the end he was trying to be an avenger he was literally trying to sacrifice himself to give them help yeah yeah proving that he was worthy you know <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation because I don't actually think he was worthy. <gasps> How was dare it? you? How dare you? Ah, never mind. Oh, we'll have that conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with on that one. But, okay, now going back. So, I, you know, I'm sitting here watching the whole Pietro and Wanda talk where they're kind of asking each other questions and she's like what happened to he's like what happened to your accent she's like what or she asked him what happened to your accent he's like what happened to yours and she's like um you know and and they're talking about this and he you know pietro he's been throwing out these little sayings like he literally called them demon spawn and i screamed i was like <laughs> oh god did they really do that did they tell him did they make him say that it's like they're they're starting to put all of these pieces together and of course again i i haven't read the comics so i only know what you guys have said so it's like sitting here trying to figure out all these pieces and then trying to see how they're going to put this story together and then listening to pietro say the things that he said like when he said um when he said what was it that he said about vision um it's not like your husband can die for a second time or something like that I was like, when she blasted him, I was like, yeah, he, he he had that coming, you know, but it's... He doesn't know he actually already died twice. Or does he? Because what did you say? It's not like he can die twice. Well, he actually did die twice. 
You know? Oh, because he, he died when Wanda killed him, and yep, then he and died then, again when Thanos killed him. Yep, because Thanos true. brought him back. Oh yeah, I there there's so much. It's like there's so much going on, and they're 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 putting all these pieces together. But at the same time, it's like I feel like every time they give us something to work with, they kind of take something away to keep us on our toes. And it's, you know, again, just like with the thing with Hayward tracking vision and tracking all of the other people. Okay, so how, I feel like, I almost feel like Pietro is the thing that he's using to track all of them. Because we don't, well, we don't know how long he's been able to track vision, how long he's been able to track the other people. We only know that he's doing this because Darcy has hacked into their stuff. And it's so funny because when she said, I just need to hack into this secure server, blah, blah, blah. My daughter was like, yep. I mean, she's she's talking like hacking into them. It's just another day at the office. I said, yeah, literally for her, it probably is. But that's the only reason why we even know that he's tracking them. But how long has he been tracking them? Has he only been able to track them since Pietro has been in there? Is that why now all of a sudden he's gone from trying to listen to them and trying to figure out what's going on to being so uncooperative to the point where he he banned the three of them, you know, Monica, Darcy, and Wu. He banned them from he he kicked them off his base. You know, he was like, yeah, get them out, get them out of my sight, get them out of here. Okay, I'm I'm gonna get on director Hayward's side for a second. Oh Lord, why? <laughs> because because he obviously has the issue with Monica because of her affinity for superpowered individuals. Okay, mm-hmm. Hayward is the director of an agency that that monitors superpowered individuals and deal with those threats because to him they're threats. Mm-hmm. Um. Once he saw that, once he realized it was Wanda and he knew that she had taken Vision's body, okay, we can track the vibranium. We can track the signature of the vibranium decaying. That's going to be a pretty distinct thing. And once you have that, he probably has her energy signature on file somewhere as well. If she's influencing all the people in there, then they probably are all basically tagged with whatever energy she's using. Mm-hmm. So he's we, we have established that he's pretty bright to be in the position that he is. He does know his stuff. So just because he's not sharing it with Darcy and Monica doesn't mean he doesn't have other people doing it for him. He knows that they don't want him to kill Wanda. He doesn't want everyone to know that is his agenda because that's what he does. He eliminates threats. And if those, if, as soon as he saw that those people were not moving, he could have just assumed that they were dead or trapped. And the only way to stop it is to kill Wanda. So he may not have made that clear, but that's how he feels. That's what it seems like. And he knows that Monica is standing in his way to do that. So is Agent Wu and so is Darcy. So they got to go because they're just going to be, a, they're just going to annoy him to no win. But again, I guess I kind of like I I kind of side with Monica on this one because we already know that all of these people are linked to Wanda's mind. She is controlling them 
telepathically. So I feel like if you kill Wanda and all of these people are still linked to her, you could easily kill all of them. That's thousands of people. You could. But what is the alternative? Letting an individual powerful enough to destroy Thanos do whatever she wants to do? Like, is he supposed to just stand there and let those people die? Like, you can't stand there and let them die. But even and even if he does listen to Monica, I'm just I'm just taking his I'm just arguing his position. If he listens to Monica and says we need to talk to her, well, she's already kicked Monica out. Yeah, I mean, she's already kicked Monica out. She apparently does not want to hear the truth. And I get that, but then on the flip side, and and here is the the bigger moral dilemma. So when it comes to these types of shows, these types of situations where it's I mean technically it's a hostage situation she is holding these people hostage as the director yes I understand you're trying to save the thousands of people that are in Westview but if you are unable to do that and you take her out and you kill these people okay you kill her you kill those town people yes that will be a loss and it will be tragedy but at least it would be contained You guys have have thoroughly pissed her off at this point. Not just because you've intruded, but now she knows that Vision Vision is aware enough about what's going on that he has actually broken the barrier and tried to escape. So what does she do? She expands the barrier and not just a few feet. That barrier is still going when we end the episode. So you've just added how many more thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people to this hexagon now because you didn't want to try to compromise or try to do things a different way. Your goal is to kill this one person who you think is causing this chaos, and now you've made yourself a bigger problem. Now, I didn't say he ain't made no mistakes. He's made some mistakes. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, he, he, you know how you have those people that they, what's the phrase? They can't see the forest for the trees. For the trees, yes. And, And that's his issue. He's so hung up on his issues with superpower individuals that he's not at least, you know, listening to Monica and saying, okay, well, then what should we do? Like, you've already tried talking to her. That didn't work. So what do you want to do? Like, how would you like? And, and honestly, now, now the more and more, I, the more and more I argue his side, the more and more I'm going to think that in the next episode we're going to see him finally be like, okay, what we got? I, I have no other option. I guess I got to ask Monica what we're going to do. But know? he can't do that because like? he's about to get sucked up into this hexagon too. Um, I think the hexagon stopped. I think they made it out. I don't. I don't think it's still going. I think. Yeah, I think Anthony's right. I think it stopped right, right as it was almost. It got Darcy, and then it stopped. Yeah, it, it went out a little bit further because it, yeah. it got like a, a car dealership and probably another town or two. Another town or two. <laughs> another yeah, town but, or two. Yeah, but, but I, I don't think it got here. I think they were. They got away. No, much. it's still going because it's okay. Let's see. It's expanded outside of Westview. There's the car dealership. Hayward's car is still going. He's trying to figure out if anybody can read him. And 
No, it's still going. Oh, okay. okay. It's still going. It's like a cube, but but you can still see it expanding a little bit. And then I think she stopped it, but we right. don't know when she stopped it. Because as soon as we see her eyes power down, that's when the credits roll. Okay, but, so that's that's what I was thinking. Well, okay. as long as it rolled was straight, he he's good. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, even what what you're what you're saying, you know, him saying, okay, well, you tried to talk to her, it didn't work. Do you know why it didn't work? Because your dumbass sent in a drone and tried to hit her with a missile. <laughs> that's why it didn't work. Because yeah, Monica was actually, you know, she was making. I'm not saying that she was all the way successful but she was at least getting to a point she was like look wanda i just want to talk i just want to talk and wanda was she seemed amenable to listen to what she had to say but then here comes a missile no i wouldn't want to listen to you either well but she also made it clear no one's going to take her home away either but you know what there could have been some kind of i feel like there could have been some kind of room for negotiation with her okay we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> Michael, Lori, no, somebody. No, I got you. Now, I got you. you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. You don't negotiate with terrorists, but now a lot of your people are part of this problem now because they've been sucked in. So, yeah, yeah great job you're doing. Yeah, he's he's made some mistakes. There. I mean, like, like no you about that. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, he's totally flawed. Like we said before, he's the Knox of this whole series. It's like he over he he's a habitual line stepper. He 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 goes way further than he needs to go. And it's like he blows stuff out kind of out of proportion without. See, he's the type of person that's that's smart. But he's too smart for his own good. Like he knows what's going on, but then he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to fix this now." And you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on!" And but he's like, "No, no, no, shoot her! Like, why are you shooting her? Like, there's absolutely no reason at all. It like makes no sense." But he, but you know, he knows he's just he's just that white male patriarchy at work again. And I'm sorry, if you're that smart, you should know if, if you are dealing with a person who is strong enough to kill Thanos, ain't shit you got in your arsenal that's going to be strong enough to kill her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, side note, I just had a thought. Monica wasn't too upset or surprised about her blood work and scans, was she? Told she was already What's Captain not? Marvel. Is it possible, yeah, that she had already had some, something had already happened to her? I think she was, if not already, on her way because, yeah, I think it was. Because, like, and this could have something to do with why she has the issue with Captain Marvel, and and why 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 she really didn't want them to do more tests on her. That could be. Or she's a scroll. She's a scroll. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I can't. Every time that comes up, I have to throw that in there. (laughs) She's a scroll. Secret invasion. Here we go. I kind of looked looked at it as she said it. She said, I've seen enough lab results to last me a lifetime. I kind of took it as again, we have to remember for Monica, her finding out her mother had cancer, her mother having surgery was literally just three weeks ago for her. I kind of took it as that. Like she's like, okay, you know what? I, I, I know what test results are, I know what lab results are, and 
you know, I don't put I don't put much stock into them. I, that's kind of how I took it. I took it. She was in, she was Mockingbird. Uh, that's what I took it as. I mean, I'm going to say this. The reason why she's mad at Captain Marvel didn't want to talk to her or talk about her is it's Captain Marvel's father. Her mother got cancer because she was taking her off into space, space. doing all these things, exposing her to all types of radiation. And, and that's, that's where her issue is with, um, with Captain Marvel, with Carol which Danvers. Is, which I think is that irony because that's how Captain, wait for it, Marvel died of cancer. Yeah. I still, I think, I think that's part of it, and I also think that you know, after all that happened, like, like I said, I think that she, that she got mad at her because she was like, okay, you did all this, and she got all this radiation, and she got cancer, and you didn't even come see her, like, what the hell? Yeah, that could be. You might be onto something there too. Hmm. I just wanted to get Hanukkah off director Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hanukkah. It's just that I'll, whenever they bring up I'll the whole thing with space and cancer, the death of Captain Marvel is one of the saddest, most depressing things ever. Yeah. But it's also equally awesome, mm-hmm. if I could say that. Yeah. It's, but it's, he also it's he also killed he also killed uh, Iron Fist too. So yeah, that was I had that. Yeah. That was pretty. Uh, the whole situation was pretty. And then they everyone went after Luke Cage because they thought he did it. Yes, did, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. Anyway, that whole situation was sad and terrible. Yeah. We Good haven't book, gotten there yet, so we're not gonna be <laughs> depressed. So yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I just I just before we go, I just want to shout out to the uh all the original comic book costumes. Uh Quicksilver oh weekend. The Quicksilver ones were awesome, where he like dashed off and they came back. And, and, and Tommy and Billy had on their yeah. original uniforms. It, it was costumes. I just thought that was all awesome. I, that, was I, great, that was a great nod to Wicked having his costume on. Yes, like, it was. It was awesome with Wicked. But I have to say, I don't know. I, I, I had to choose which had the worst costume design. And I think Wanda won because I'm looking at it going red, pink tights. I mean, oh my God, it was so but I loved every minute of it. Vision, because I'm looking at my vision statue that they have right now. And I'm going, yeah, those colors really don't work in real life, do they? <laughs> I mean, the, the statue is cool. It's just that when it's a Halloween costume, it sort of sucks. <laughs> but I, 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 if you notice on Quicksilver on his costume, he's actually wearing blue jean shorts over tight with tights underneath. Wait, Quicksilver, the adult Pietro, he's wearing the shirt, blue jean cutoffs, and then underneath the blue jean cutoff are the blue leggings. Mm, okay, but speaking of Pietro, I'm I'm at the part part in the episode where he's he's sitting down talking to Wanda, and this is where he asks her, so. Where have the kids been all this time? You know, were they sleeping peacefully in their beds? No need to traumatize them beyond, you know, a holiday episode. And, you know, he's asked, and, you know, I'm really sitting here thinking about what y'all said, that he's there trying to collect the information because he's asking her, he's like, so how did you do it? You can tell me I'm not your husband. You know, I'm your brother. And, you know, this is where she says she doesn't know how she did it. You know, and it's just, it's just, 
you know, she, she says that she only remembers feeling completely alone and empty and then all of this. So again, I, I feel like he's there. His purpose being there is to kind of, I don't want to say make her feel guilty, but to kind of make her, make her claim responsibility for what she has done to the town and maybe try to get her to reverse what it is she's doing. But then at the same time, then some of the stuff that he says to her is so chaotic. And it's almost like you're trying to provoke a reaction out of her. And I don't know if he's trying to provoke the reaction to make her lose her concentration on what she's doing or if he's trying to see how far he can push her. Or at this point, I just, I don't know what to think about Pietro's re-entry into her life in this way. Like exactly what is his purpose? Mm. Is he there as the loving twin brother trying to reconnect with his sister? Or is he there for something else? Is he Hayward's puppet? You know, I just, at this point, I just, I don't know what to think. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that I kind of, I kind of think he's an antagonist. I think he's just like, or he's, or he's, to for lack of a better word, a devil's advocate, where he's like kind of bringing up stuff, bringing up stuff to get Wanda thinking. Maybe, maybe this is part of her subconscious trying to, even though she said she didn't do it, maybe, maybe her subconscious did it to kind of bring her out of where she is. And to get to get her to realize things, and to get yeah, her because to... literally right after that happens, she turns around. She turns her head for a moment to kind of, you know, she's she's crying a little bit, and then when she turns back around to look at him, she sees him dead with the bullet holes, and it's just, I, I don't know. She's seeing a lot of dead. It's and, like a sixth sense, you know. And, and isn't it hard to think that he's a plant if? If for a moment when she sort of lost her concentration, that that's what he looked like, like that's the same thing that happened with Vision. You know, when she saw him as he was when he was dead. Yeah, but the thing, but the thing with Vision, I, I don't know. I guess because the thing with Vision, her seeing Vision like that, like we know that she has Vision's body, so that would kind of make me feel like that's why she would see him that way. Like this is how he actually looks now. This is how she remembers him, but her seeing I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of think I, I it's it's kind of becoming obvious that I mean there are a lot of breaks. I think from what we've seen, like in the in the previews and then all the in like the first preview, you see her like you see everything like going haywire around her which is probably which is if not the next episode the episode after that where she's really losing control like she's trying to like like stop walls from disappearing stop and and stop timelines from converging and mixing up like she's really kind of getting stretched further and further out where she's really where she's really going to struggle to control everything so that's really going to be the point where we see what's what. Yeah, because, you know, the other question I had was, if she's the one that's controlling all of this, why was she unable to realize that 
vision had reached the border or that he had even broke through. Mm, why why does she not realize that until the kids came and told her something was wrong? You know, the, that, the same the same way she didn't know that Agnes was trying to get out. She I she, guess, she doesn't but, know she she doesn't have her finger quite on everything. Think about all the things that she's juggling. You know what I mean? She's not tracking everything Vision's doing. Which you know brings I mean? the whole mutant thing up again because if she, you know, being a true mutant, 98% of her powers are going to work, but that 2% is going to screw her up. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. I just, I have so many questions. Which I know will probably get answered in the next episode, but yeah, I'm just I'm sitting here looking and Vision has just broken through the barrier. And again, like I said, Wanda doesn't realize that he's there. I could, I could kind of, I would kind of venture a guess as to say that she didn't know about Agnes, probably because she didn't need to know about Agnes because whatever protocol she had in place for them not escaping worked. You know, the closer they got to the barrier, the, you know, the less and less they moved or the more frozen they got or however you want to describe it. But Vision was able to, you know, just kind of walk up to it, go through it, and she didn't feel anything. I Again, I... Well, I, he, he exploited her her whole sense of, of she's not consciously controlling everything. Mm. Like, he told, he told her oh, this is what I'm doing. And she's like, wait, what? You didn't tell me that. You know what I mean? So everyone is playing their part, but it's not like she's writing the script every single lit line, every single page. You know, they, they, she's giving them their instructions and they are supposed to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, but here he is going off script and she doesn't necessarily consciously think like, oh, I'm supposed to make him do this. Like, this is what he was supposed to do. The mm-hmm. same way Agnes was like, oh, you want to take it from the top? Like, that wasn't something that should have happened. But yeah. Agnes kind of got, because Vision was off script, she ended up, you know, getting screwed up. So she wanted to start over. Yeah. So Wanda isn't necessarily making everything happen the way she wants to happen. Like you said, they have their instructions and they just carry them out. She doesn't, she's not really good with the improv thing. That's not working out for her. But wouldn't you think once she realized that Vision wasn't doing, like when Vision tells her at the beginning of the episode that he's on neighborhood patrol. So once she sees her and she mentions something to him and he's like, oh, Vision's not on duty tonight. You would think that with her being as paranoid about everything right now, that she would be trying to figure out where Vision is and what he's doing. But not consciously, because consciously she's trying to live her fantasy. So consciously in, in, in her role, Vision is just off doing what he does. You know, he's working on, but, and she had other things she was trying to worry about at the time too, because she's also being distracted by her brother being back. True. If you look too hard, you're going to find all kinds of holes. You're going to have questions. I have questions. <laughs> you just, it, it's like, it, is it, an, did they do enough to make you think that there is, there is a logical reason why? And the logical reason is 
she doesn't know what everyone is doing all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's the that's kind of the beauty of this because I because they do this on purpose so that it keep it keeps you gives you interest. It's just like it's almost a cliffhanger. Like it it, it is a cliffhanger literally because it's like oh my god, what's going to happen? Who's that? Why are they doing that? Why do they say that? And it's like you they really do a good job of doing this to keep you interested and to fuel the fuel the discussion boards and the podcast like us. I mean, if we say we we say they really like like let us know exactly what happened. What what do we have to talk about? You'd be like, okay, yeah, it's a good show. I mean, we 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 wouldn't be sitting here, and Anthony would not be anthrodomus in <laughs> predicting things because there's nothing to predict. It's like if this was if this was a predictable, like straight line show, then all of us would probably be like, man, okay, I guess I guess I'll watch Hercules again. It's like they find something else to watch on Disney Plus, like literally, because there's no point to it. It's like, why are we watching this? Because that's going to happen, that's going to happen, and that's going to happen. It's just like we're thinking, that's why I'm still so angry that even though Monica said, okay, he, okay, he's ready, he's good to go. And I'm like, okay, it's a man. So it's not Jane, it's not any other females, so it's a guy. So it's probably Reed Richards, but it could be Adam Brashear, it could be Amadeus Cho, it could be somebody else. And they get, then they're like, okay, let's go meet him. Oh my God, they're going to meet him. So I'm like, okay, I know they're not going to do a whole drawn thing, but maybe they're just going to see him and he'll turn around and we'll be like, we'll get our payoff about who this mystery astrophysicist is. And we don't get it. What do we get? We get get Darcy sucked in and we get everyone else running from the hex and we get credits. And we're like, "Ah!" you you know what we're going to get, Michael? We're going to get the truck on the side of a road with a post-it note on it saying, sorry, I couldn't stay. See you later. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's going to be... It's probably going to be from Hank Pym. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but back, but back to Hanukkah's point, it, obviously these are things that the writers thought about because they've been giving us bits and pieces this whole time. Right. Once she, she's told you She's she's not making people do. She's not in control of every little thing they do. We've seen, you know, I can't remember. Is it Norm, the the guy that Vision works with? When yeah. he pulled him out, he is obviously they they obviously know that things are going on that they have no control over, mm-hmm. and they're like, she's in our heads. She's pushing us down every time you think about trying to escape. She crushes that thought. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, and I mean she is in there. Yeah. She's in there in some way, but it, it's not enough to where she's directing them to do everything they're supposed to. She's giving them a script and they just have to go along and they, they have no choice but to go along with that script. Mm. Yeah, you know, and she's 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 there. But and it's like I said, she told you she's not making them do every little thing, which is a problem because they're also aware that something is happening to them and they have no control over it, which is in and of itself a scary thought. Right. And I guess the other thing too that that I was, I guess with all the questions that I had, the thing that was worrying me was the fact that we only have three more episodes. 
And I was wondering that we would not have enough time to get all of the answers that that are being raised through all of this. But we saw something earlier this weekend. I don't know if it's actually been confirmed, but apparently it, the it was last, confirmed. Okay, so apparently the last three episodes are all supposed to be hour long episodes. Yes, sir. So, okay, so that makes me feel a little bit better because now I feel like they will. Of course, I'm sure there's going to be way more questions raised before the end of the series, but I feel like they have a better chance. I, I feel like I have a better chance of understanding exactly what's going on and what they're trying to do. I don't I don't think I was confident that that was going to happen in an hour and 15 minutes. I mean, an hour and a half. But if they're giving us three hours, okay, yeah. They're, they're going to give us a payoff. They're going to answer our questions. And I know, Anthony, you always say that we don't get our questions answered, but this is Marvel. <laughs> They answer questions. So I, I think we have a good chance of that happening as well as being introduced to however it is that they're going to transition WandaVision into phase two of the MCU. I know how this is going to go. I just, I'm just worried about Wanda. Like I like Wanda Maximoff as a character and I don't, <laughs> I don't want her to be this big bad. I don't want her to be I know exactly how this is going to go. How is it going to go? What's your theory? Okay, so I have a theory. <clears throat> so what's going to happen is not this coming episode, but the next. We have three episodes left, so you have one more episode with her talking to Vision and seeing if he's all right, and everybody going through all that. Blah 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 blah. The next episode. You're gonna, they're gonna still they're gonna be fight be trying to fight what's his name outside, but at the very end of the episode, the true big bad is going to reveal himself, him or herself. Mm-hmm. Then at the beginning of the last episode, there's going to be a flashback of someone going of. I'm I'm call I'm thinking that. She's there, there's some something there's gonna be a, a certain flashback of when of Wanda looking for vision and somebody looking for and, and somebody looking for Wanda asking for her help, which is all going to lead into her going to Westview because she she gets vision, then someone probably maybe Agnes, maybe her, maybe someone else is, is asking someone asked for her help for something that's going on in Westview. So she gets vision, she collects vision, and then she goes and tries to fix that. And that's where all this shit starts. This, mm. that's, this is exactly, I, I have a feeling this is exactly how this is going to go. Actually, it has not been confirmed that they're hour-long episodes. Okay. So we may still only it's get not been confirmed. 30-minute episodes. Huh? Yeah. I'll it, it, it started when one of the directors said that the total runtime for the series is six hours. Okay. Okay. And someone extrapolated from that based on what's left. That we will be getting um, how much they will be getting three one hour episodes. Okay. Okay. So we can't count. That makes sense. No, that that would make sense because if you think about it, we've already done six we've already done six episodes. Mm-hmm. Those are thirty minutes each. That's three hours. It's three hours. If we only have three episodes left and the whole series as a whole is supposed to be six hours, that would make sense that the last few episodes would be 
you know, three hours, but. Well, they're have... probably a little longer, but they're probably not an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, the episodes have been varying between 25 and 35 minutes. And they've yeah. gotten they've gotten longer each episode yeah. too. Which yeah. you know, have I, they gotten I, longer or have the credits gotten longer? <laughs> oh geez, the credit the credits are their own TV show. I actually sat through the first couple episodes and watched the entire credits just to see if there was something I stopped doing it. Sometimes but, uh, you watch the credits and in the beginning it's like someone's eyes, either either Wanda's right. or Vision's eyes just looking around. Mm-hmm. And see, right. I wonder right. if that has, you know, again, me, I'm like, okay, it's Marvel. They they throw in all these things. I wonder is that is there something like, do I need to go back and rewatch the credits and see what's going on in Vision's mind while while the credits are like I feel like we're missing something with that too. Yeah. I'm like I thought yeah. I was missing something. I watched the scene and I saw the movies playing at the theater <laughs> where the Incredibles and the Parent Trap. I was like, oh, the Incredibles, super-powered family. Mm. And then the parent trap, twins, you know, that swap places. So right. the, is, was it about Pietro swapping places? Oh. Or was it a, I, I, I was like, I'm not going down this dark path. No, you know, I saw that, <laughs> Anthony, and I thought that was cool because I thought, oh, that's very 90s because those were 90 movies. But you're right, there, there might be more to that than, yeah. Well, those I, I are have, just movies in her head that she that she liked. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to admit, though, I, I like I said, I I think I've maybe seen half an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. But again, on the other theme that they've been doing with the TV shows, I think that this episode, in addition to what they needed it to do, it did kind of follow a '90s type sitcom as far as the atmosphere. And I, again, they are constantly knocking that aspect of the TV series out the park every single week i absolutely adore the fact that they're just they're doing these um uh homages to these uh these decade shows you know so it's cool okay so since we're talking about that i want to ask you guys about a fan theory that is going around so of course one of the episodes one of the remaining episodes is supposed to be in the vein of the office yes that's starting to lean towards the fan theory the fan theory that john krasinski is going to be oh my god that would make my entire year that would that would make up for 2020 (laughs) when i say that i love the office i am not even joking i mean it was at the time. I mean, right now I wouldn't be caught dead watching it over again. But at that time, I needed that. <laughs> um, Krasinski, yeah, I saw that online. They wanted him to to be Reed Richards, but you know who else they wanted to be Reed Richards? And I actually want more. Uh, what was his name? Raul uh, uh, Kimapur. Yes, the guy from I Zombie. Yes. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. The yes. Who? The the really hot Indian guy from iZombie. And he was also in The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yes. Yes. Oh, somebody- oh, the, the, the chef, the cook. Yes. Yes. Owen. He played Owen. Yes. So there was a there was a fan thing. You know, people have been putting up, okay, so this this is my guess. This is my theory. This is who I want. So somebody put him 
and Nicole Bahari as Reed and Sue. I was like, I am all for that. And it looked good, too. Make yeah. it happen. Oh, and see, he's a nerd, too, which I absolutely love. So, what I, he, like I said, he's one of my favorite actors. And, okay, you've heard Hanako gush about actors. I never, ever gush. This one, I gush about. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I love him. I, I follow him on Twitter. He is mm-hmm. hilarious. So much fun. I would love, yeah, but I mean, and and falling in with the whole diversity thing, I mean, hey, we can have it. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I mean they, changed, they, they changed Nick Fury from David Hasselhoff to Samuel L. Jackson, so I mean, what's to stop them from doing Well, they only did that because they did it first in the comic books. Mm. Remember, because he went from yes, 616 universe? And you know, I mean, who who really wants to have? I mean, it's still then you, yeah, I yeah, you're right. See, then what then I'll start I'll start getting into the Terrence Howard, um, Don Cheadle thing. And oh oh, don't bad. even don't even get me into the fact that Terrence Howard was miscast as Rhodey. Initially, yes. Initially, I mean, but he's dark skinned in the in the comic books. He was Darcy, and I'm like, how are you gonna put how are you gonna put Maine in there as fucking Rhodey? Like, stop. Look, leave pretty little green eyes alone because I love him in Empire and a couple other things. But I thought it wasn't so much the skin tone. I thought that his portrayal was good, but you didn't quite get Rhodey. Now, he, when Don Cheadle... Because he's too loose with it. He was really yeah, too loose. Like, right, Rhodey, right. Yes. Rhodey War Machine was strict and like by the book, more like right. Don character was. Right. Yeah. yeah, Iron Man, Man. I don't know Iron Man, Man. I thought Don Cheadle was better. Now, it took two movies for me to actually like Don Cheadle as, okay, this is, this is Agreed. What, what you wanted. I, I wanted Terrence, maybe the look, but I want the personality of Don Cheadle, if that makes sense. See, but, I'm, I'm different. I, I thought they, to me, they both worked. Because they both seemed, because they were roommates at MIT. And I would take either one as Tony Stark's roommate. You got one who's a straight guy, always trying to do the job, always trying to get things done. And he's got this crazy ass, young ass roommate who's partying all the time and things come easy. Then you got the other guy who, you know, he just got in MIT and he's hanging out with this other guy who's, you know, the rich friend. Or whatever, and um, and that seemed to be the Terrence Howard portrayal that they could have been like buddies who hang out, but now he's trying to do the right thing. Oh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, I, I, they both worked for me. I, I, I don't know. Even if I saw okay. Iron Man, even if I saw oh. him walk up in Iron Man too, I was like, okay, that's better because I just I I prefer Don Cheadle to. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm with Terrence Howard. So yeah, I didn't. I, I thought it was. I, don't have I thought a, you did. I, I, I thought they. No, did, I, I thought both portrayals were okay. They were I, I good. Like I just wanted amalgamation. But but see, here's the problem with Rhodey in the Iron Man movies, is that they started out going us toward Demon in the Bottle slash Armor Wars, and then they pivoted and they didn't go anywhere near it after that second movie, and I was upset. Because if they would have done Demon in the Bottle, and if they would have done Armor Wars and better, it would have been cool, so Iron Man 3 wouldn't have sucked. 
okay, I have maybe read way one too many more. No, I remember suck because of all the whole Mandarin thing. Oh, it? don't get me started on that. Sorry. <laughs> Do no. not get me started on the Mandarin. Any rate. Is there anything else for this episode of WandaVision that we need to discuss? Uh, I have a lot of anger toward the Iron Man movies. I'm sorry. I I'm just I'm just I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready for this for this astrophysicist play payoff. I'm so I'm tired yes. of waiting. I'm yes. tired of waiting. Please tell me who the fuck this dude is. Right. Stop I'm, glad they, I'm glad I'm glad they actually said that she said he. I'm like, okay, it's it's a guy. Thank you. Now I can like just tell me who the fuck it is. Like, <laughs> like I'm tired of waiting. I really I want I want them to do it in, do it in the first two minutes. I want I want him to be in the opening credits of whatever the fuck it is. If it's the office, yeah, and I see John that's Krasinski. Probably not happening. I know, but still, I'm tired of waiting. But um, if they do, and if it is, oh my I'm god! I'm going to hear Lori hollering all the way from California here in Georgia. <laughs> I'm I'm literally gonna, I'm just gonna be watching my phone when it comes on so that when Lori says it's the office it's the office I'm be like okay it's Krasinski no no I will send you guys a video chat for the office theme song <laughs> <laughs> and I will find the Weird Al Yankovic version to do it oh Lord I think what I really want well I I do want to see who the um who the Surprise cameo is or the the the, the Luke Skywalker. I want to see who that's going to be. We're not going to see that. But yeah. now, I really want to see what the fallout is going to be of Vision trying to escape from Westview. Like at this point, you have proof now that he's trying to get out. Are you? Meaning, Wanda, are you still going to force him into this existence? Are you going to try to make him forget? Uh, and even if you do, are you going to be able to live with what you're doing to these people? I mean, it's, it's just there's there's so many questions now about morals and ethics and conscience that we need to start addressing with Wanda. Not that we hadn't needed it before, but it's like now more and more people in Westview are conscious of what she's doing. Vision is completely conscious. That, that, that vision, no pun intended, of him looking at his hand as he's disintegrating, as he's falling apart, he's not going to be able to forget that. And I don't think she's going to be able to make him forget that. So at this point now, you have to address the elephant in the room. And where do you go from here now? And you've also attacked your brother and your kids saw you attack your brother. You have a lot of things to answer for now. How are you going to contain this? What are you going to do? It's a case of the Mondays. Am I right? Huh? The case of the Mondays. Am I right? (laughs) Right. Um, I'm looking, I, I have decided to reverse course on Director Hayward. Oh, Lord. I think I don't think he's a bad guy anymore. I think he's just the guy making bad decisions, and I'm looking forward to see him vindicated. I'm gonna say aha when he's not. I'm gonna say told you so. You know what? I'm kind of looking forward to seeing seeing what comes of Darcy's hacking because she found a lot of files in there 
And I'm wondering if, like, if they get distracted by vision coming through there, she has way more time to keep typing in stuff and finding stuff out. So I'm, I'm really she, looking forward to she, seeing She's it. in the hex now, and so is all of that equipment. <laughs> so. Operation Cataract, which is related to vision, right? Right. That so, was named one of the files. Mm. And there were those, those uh, thing. What I can't remember what it was, but it's like they, they saw someone zoomed in on all the names and picked out one guy who was uh, I can't I can't remember. I'll 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 type, I'll put it in chat later. But it's like it's someone. I was like, huh, interesting. Well, well I paused it because there are a bunch of James, and I was thought I was I thought I saw James Howlett, which would have been yeah. Wolverine's yeah. real name. Would would you be interesting? Which would have been interesting, mm. Bruh, If if Hugh Jackman is the Luke Skywalker thing, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, but he's not an aerospace engineer, so we don't have to worry about that. Most definitely, it doesn't have, it, it doesn't have to be him as an aerospace engineer. It could be him just showing up and that that would call for like a live episode or something. <laughs> if that happened, yeah, that that would that would. So, but. Uh, okay, I guess we have to wait a few more days to see what the fallout of this episode is. And of course, Wanda making the hex bigger, capturing more people. Now we've got to see what the consequences are and um, how they're going to be dealt with. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But for now, that is our show. You can find us online at fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.